Hi, this is Carly, Recovered Alcoholic. Thank you for tuning back in to North Star Big Book. We are on step 11, which is such a beautiful step. And before we get there, we are going to open up to page 85 to finish the 10th step um, warning and the last part of the 10th step. So last week we went over the 10th step. And like I mentioned before, I did not actively start working 10, 11, and 12 out of the book, the way that the directions have it in the book, until six and a half years ago, and it completely changed my entire sobriety and my entire life. Um, The 10-step warning tells me that it's easy to not do the work. Basically, it says you get caught up in life, you rest on the idea that you've done good things in your past, and you don't do your daily work, and you convince yourself that you don't need to do it and that you're fine and you know what your sponsor is going to say and it's not that big of a deal and you've done this inventory so many times and we get complacent and we stop we get used to not doing the work and when I get used to not doing the work I stop doing the work the mental obsession comes back and I believe the lie that I don't need to do the work and then I believe the lie that I've been sober long enough that I don't need to do this and I need I don't need to go to meetings I don't need to call my sponsor and I don't need to pray and I don't need inventory and eventually I believe the lie that I can have champagne um And it's going to be real subtle, and I'm not going to know it's going to happen. But the book tells me we are headed for trouble if we do for alcohol. And I wrote above that alcoholism is a subtle foe. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. I wanted to define the word reprieve. I don't believe I had the time to do it last week. And I wrote wherever you can write it. I have it on 88 because I had no space. But if you want to fit it in, please do. I thought reprieve meant like, arrest or like a spa trip like I need a reprieve and what a reprieve means out of the dictionary is postpone the punishment postpone the punishment of someone condemned to death postpone the punishment of someone condemned to death so a reprieve for us is what they're telling me is we have a daily postponement of the punishment of an alcoholic death that's contingent on me maintaining my spiritual condition. The way that I maintain my spiritual condition is through 10, 11, and 12. So I won't die an alcoholic death as long as I do 10, 11, and 12. And then it says every day, which is how often I have to do it, is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. How can I best serve thee, which is part of step 11, asking that prayer. Um, sometimes a prayer I really liked is, I will be done, I will be done, I will be done, just as like a mantra I chant. Um, I will be done. Um, these are thoughts which must go with us constantly. So the idea of the thoughts coming with us constantly is part of step 11. That's the constant communication with our God. The reality is, at least in my experience, is I'm not capable of constantly talking and thinking about God because I have work and I have kids and I have carpool and I have groceries and I have bills and I have needs and I forget and I get overwhelmed and I get busy and I forget that God's a solution, my biggest solution. And so I don't walk around constantly talking to God, but when I do, and I remember that God's there for me, I feel so much better. It says we can exercise our willpower. Willpower is the power of the sane mind. So I'm now able to use my mind because my mind is clear because it's not blocked off anymore with my resentments, my fears, my dishonesty, and my selfishness. Along this line, all we wish, it is the proper use of the will. So then it says, much has already been said about receiving. I underline strength, inspiration, and direction. And I wrote on the side, we can pray for. So this is what I'm allowed to pray for. I can specifically ask God to give me strength, inspiration, and direction. From him who has all knowledge and power. And I underline the word if. 
Because if is a big word in our program, especially when we're on the spiritual path, I have a choice. I always have a spiritual choice. If we have carefully followed directions, so am I going to follow them or not? I circled the word directions, and above that I wrote 3 through 10. So the directions in the book are in 3 through 10. If I have carefully followed directions, we have begun. I circled the word begun because they're telling me at step 11 that I'm just beginning. We've begun to sense the flow of his spirit into us. To some extent, we have become, I underlined, God conscious. And it says into us, which means I don't have to look outside of myself to find the spirit. It's within me. I just couldn't feel it because it was blocked off. Uh, it says, we have begun, I underline that word begun again to remind myself it's just a beginning, to develop this, I circled vital sixth sense. Vital is life and death. Next to sixth sense, I wrote fourth dimension of existence. Fourth dimension of existence. So a couple of things here. The first five senses, sight, taste, hear, touch, and smell. I could lose any one of those or all five of them and still survive and live and have a beautiful life. But if I lose my sixth sense, which is connecting with my higher power, I cannot go on anymore, especially if I'm an alcoholic of the hopeless variety that is beyond human aid. So the sixth sense is the knowing and the guidance and the direction and the calm of God. I can't know and hear God if I'm not inventorying to get rid of what's blocking me, praying, and especially if I'm not meditating. We're going to get into that in a minute. The sixth sense also is only going to happen in 10, 11, and 12. So if you've done one through nine and you haven't finished your nine step amends, you're not daily doing 10, 11, then most likely you're not going to feel you're on another dimension. It says, but we must go further. I circled the word must and I underlined we must go further. And above that I wrote past first nine steps. So I have to keep going. And, you know, 10, 11 are not steps that people like to talk about because they require daily work. One of the things I've heard people say is you won't know if I do my 10th and 11th step every single day, but you'll definitely know if I don't. And you can tell because we're reactive and we're making bad decisions and we're not kind and we're not fun to be around and we're challenging. Not like a bad day that we we try to fix. We're talking about someone who's just dry and not in the solution. We must go further, and that's past the first nine steps, and that means I circled more action, which, of course, in our program is always telling you to do more. On the bottom, it says step 11, and I wrote number 11 next to that so I can remember this is the 11th step. And it says suggest, and I underline prayer and meditation. I circled the word and. It doesn't say or. It says prayer and meditation. So these are the two biggest tools I need to use. And above that, I wrote receive new directions from God. Receive new directions from God. So 11 is going to tell me that through prayer and meditation, they're different. One is talking to God and one is listening. Through those two things, I'm going to receive new directions from God. And in the next couple of pages, we're going to talk about what they look like and how we do that. We shouldn't be shy in this matter of prayer. I wrote on the way bottom of 85. When we focus on the solution... Sanity returns. When we focus on the solution, sanity returns. When we focus on the solution, sanity returns. So when I get overwhelmed by life, which I do, today was a crap show this morning. I just felt like someone should just, I was just done. Like by 9.30, I was like done, a.m. 
and I did all my work. It just some days just life gets dumped on you. And I knew that if I kept focusing on the problem, which I was very clear about what the problem was, I was going to get nowhere because I've been focusing on it since six and I needed to focus on the solution. So I wrote a 10 step in my email. My solution, my others was my customers was at work and my perspective was very clear. And it was that the people I was thinking about at that moment would love my problems, my quotation mark problems. Um, and I needed to focus on this day and this day only. And while I was busy doing that, God removed the intense fear and overwhelming feelings. It says, um, and just so you know, prayer and meditation is what improves our vital sixth sense. So that those are the tools that improve it. So if we want to have a, a better connection with God, we need to ask ourselves, am I daily praying and daily meditating? We're on 86. Better men than we are using it constantly. I circle the word constantly. That's how often we're supposed to be talking to God and praying and meditating if we're if we're capable of. And meditation is going to look different for everybody. There's very, very clear instructions about what we need to do. But my sponsors are, have also shared with me that this is an intimate, beautiful love story between me and my higher power and what I need to do and what's going to work for me and what's going to you know, get me connected and is going to change. I can't always do the exact same thing and hope I'm always going to get the exact same results because I'm changing. It says, I underline, it works if we have the proper attitude and work at it. And I underlined that sentence. And I circle the word if. It works if. So that's my job. I have to have the proper attitude and I have to work at it. One thing I have written on the top of this page, because it's, I have it in quotation marks, it's something that my sponsor shares with me a lot, is I refuse to condemn myself. I refuse to condemn myself. That if I've messed up and I look at that in my inventory in 10 or 11, um, my nightly inventory at the end of the night, I I just can't condemn myself. I It blocks me from being useful. It would be easy to be vague about this matter, yet we believe we can make some definite and valuable suggestions. I underlined definite and valuable suggestions, and I wrote above that, they give these. So they're not going to just say, in book three, you're going to learn about what to do. They're saying, we're going to do it right now. So I bracketed the next paragraph, the whole paragraph I bracketed, and I wrote, 11 night so these are going to be the nighttime directions so i wrote directions and 11 and night in big letters this is what i read at night and then the rest is going to be what i read in the morning if i have a girl that i'm working with who's brand new i very much want her to come to this page i do not want her to wait until she gets to 11 because there's nothing wrong with starting her spiritual practice and prayer to god which can be very simple when i first started going through the book i was told to get on my knees because it's like a feeling of being humble not in a religious way just like it was something that my sponsor shared with me to do if that makes you uncomfortable you can stand on your tippy toes or you can lay in your bed or you can sit on your floor or or you can do a cartwheel I really don't care um and I was told to say please and at the end of the day I was told to say thank you and actually whenever I talk about this it reminds me of how simple and personal and um how much intention I put into those simple words instead of like specifically praying so I think starting today, I'm going to do that for the next month. In the morning, I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to just say the word please to my higher power. And in that word please, I'm going to encompass all the things I'm thinking about. And at the end of the day, I'm going to think about all the things that happened and I'm going to say thank you. So it says when we retire at night. So retiring from our job, from our life. Well, basically when you're about to go in bed. So 
I once had a sponsee who would do her 11 step nightly inventory that she would send me at like 7 p.m. And she sent it to me at that time. My, what I was feeling was she was sending it to me at that time so she could check it off her list of things that she did. And so she didn't have to do it later. But then she would like watch TV and hang out with her family and everything. And I did that once with my sponsor. My sponsor was like, are you not planning on being around any humans for the next four hours? And of course I got like in a fight with my husband at the time. And then I had to inventory that. So I do this 11 step checklist when I'm in bed, I open up my phone because I have it saved in my phone or I can open up my book and I just answer these questions. So it says, when we retire at night, we constructively review our date. It says constructively, which means I'm building up and I'm not tearing down. And then I underlined a bunch of sentences. Were we resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? I underlined that. Do we owe an apology? I underlined that. So above were we resentful, selfish, dishonest, and afraid? I got that from step 10. So I wrote 10 above that, which I also got from 4. Do we owe an apology? That's from 8 and 9. And so this is yes or no. Was I resentful? Yes. Was I selfish? Because hopefully I've done my 10 step during the day about these things. If there's something that I didn't do a 10 step about, I can flush it out right here. Have we kept something to ourselves which should be discussed with another person at once? I underline that. That's step five. So is there something that I didn't tell someone that I know I needed to tell them, but I kept myself? I underline, were we kind and loving toward all? That's six and seven. The principles, the ideas about wanting to be free and to let go and to become that person that we want to be. I underline, what could we have done better? And that question, what we could could we have done better? We can be specific in that with ourselves and our higher power. Well, I could have been, not been so negative, or I could have not talked, you know, about that person. Whatever it is, I underline: Were we thinking of ourselves most of the time? I underline: Or were we thinking of what we could do for others, which is step twelve, of what we could pack into the stream of life? I wrote on the side: Did I carry the message? So I added that at that point. I added that question: Did I carry the message? Which means if I'm three days sober, I've been taken through one through three, and I'm working on my fourth step. I can carry the message in a room of Alcoholics Anonymous. If someone's talking about being newly sober, I can say three days ago I started doing the work, and thank God, right? And I can carry the message. I also use the 11-step um, format at the end of the night, the questions, to ask myself certain questions that I struggle with. So. One of the questions that's in my 11-step nightly question that I save on my phone is, did I interrupt anybody today? Because I do that, and that's something I'm trying to work on. Another question is, did I touch my phone while I was driving? Um, another question is, did I respect everyone's path today? And I write specific people down whose path I need to respect, like my children and my sponsor and my um, sponsees and my husband. Um, did I talk negatively? I write specifically about two people I have a hard time not talking negatively about. Um, and I add things that I'm struggling with. And for me, when I have to ans answer that question every single night, it motivates me to not want to behave in a certain way during the day, so I don't have to answer that at the end of the night. It says, but we must be careful not to drift into underlined worry, remorse, or morbid reflection. So next to worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, I wrote non-reality. So those things are not based on reality. Because if I'm worrying about something that's not happening, I'm upset about something that already happened, or I'm feeling morbid about something that might have happened or might not have happened, I'm not basing anything in my mind on reality. I'm basing it on things in the future or in the past. So those are non-reality, and I wrote next to that lack of mindfulness. And that's the whole goal of 11 is to be where I am, be where my feet are. 
I also wrote down blocks us off. So when I get worried, remorseful, or morbid, I'm being blocked off. I'm blocking myself off from God. For that would diminish our usefulness to others. After making a review, I underlined, we ask God. So that's who I'm supposed to ask, which is why I don't send this to my sponsor. Um, I used to. I have some sponsees who send this to me and some who don't. I don't need it to come to me, but it's nice so I can see where people are. But it's not about me grading someone's inventory or necessarily even responding at times. It's about them being accountable, and that's why they send it. But it's really going to be about them and God. So since I've been doing this work, I've never missed an inventory, a nightly inventory. Um, It says... Forgiveness, and I underline inquire, so I underline that. That's a direction right there. Inquire what corrective measures should be taken. That's 6 and 7. That's referring us to 6 and 7 because I can I can adjust things. If I was off today, I can adjust tomorrow. So the 11 step at night leads me into the 11 step in the morning. So if I do the 11 step at night, I identify some areas where I need to work harder or change or adjust. Then I go to bed. I can let myself go to bed because my head is not loud. I personally like to listen to like a guided meditation while I'm falling asleep just on my phone just because I like to have something calming. And then I dream. And I still have crazy dreams because of all the stuff I've done. And then I wake up and after I get on my knees and ask for help, I go and I do my meditation, which we're about to talk about in my 11-step reading. So I go right into from what I did last night until the, what I'm going to do today. It's all about being awake and mindful. Okay. The bottom part on awakening, I bracketed that whole part and I wrote morning. So the top paragraph is night, this is morning. And then I bracketed all of 87 and all of 88. So the morning pages are the bottom of 86, all of 87 and 88. On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. What I like to do here is I like to physically in my mind stop and list in my mind what I need to do that day. I've heard one sponsor that likes to literally look at their day planner and the list of things they have to do. Um, I can just see mine in my mind, and I go over from, from I go over in chronological order what I need to do that day, just so I can identify it, so I don't have to hear it swirling in my mind. Okay. Um, let me just pause for a second before I read this part of the book. I do my meditation. There is no wrong or right way to do it, but the book tells me on page 87, um, we usually conclude the period of meditation. So they're telling me by the time I've gotten to 87, I'm going to have already meditated. So I like to meditate before I do my reading. Um, when I, I've done many different things for meditation, and I, God willing, will do many different more. I hope this area of my life will grow and grow and grow and change and morph and evolve and uncover and all that jazz. So... When I didn't have children and I lived in Boston, I found, like, this amazing, like, Buddhist temple where all you did was you went to this, like, fancy house. No one spoke. You went up to this third floor. You sat on the floor in, like, cross-legged position. Somebody hit a chime bowl, and then 45 minutes later, they hit it again, and then you left. And you didn't talk, and you just meditated. Once a week, I did that for 45 minutes. Um, And I got really into that. I I have not meditated for 45 minutes in, like, 12 years. Um... When I started meditating again on a daily basis six years ago, I gave myself the goal of four minutes because I felt like it was not one minute, which is like super fast, but it was, you know, doable, but I was not ready to do more than that. So I set my timer and I set it for four minutes. And for the first couple of months, I just sat still and kept my eyes closed for four minutes. 
And my goal was to not open my eyes. For me, a successful meditation was that I didn't open my eyes and I sat there for that period of time, not judging the thoughts, not being resentful that I was so busy in my head and wishing I could be more calm. I'm just showing up for God every single day. This is the most important relationship in my entire life, me and my higher power. And if I'm not willing to meet my higher power every single morning to start my day and to show my God that me and God need this partnership and I want to listen and I want to be guided because 75 to 85% of the time I hear nothing, I feel nothing, I'm overwhelmed, I'm busy in my head. And about 25 to 15% of the time, I get guidance, like for real guidance, like call Stephanie or reach out to Nikki or say something, you know, to Sarah or, you know, maybe you should say something about Lincoln's schoolwork, whatever. I get very clear guidance. I've had times where I've sat and I've meditated and I've seen people who have lost their daughters and I've seen their daughters playing in what I like to imagine heaven is. Um, I've had times where I've cried. I've had times where I have not had my mind shut up and it's just been a constant list of things to do. Um, I've had times where the second my alarm went off, I had to do a 10 step because I was so resentful at something or afraid. So for me, it's not about judging the actual time or what's happening during it. It's about showing up every single day. Bill W., who was one of our co-founders, talked about that alcoholics need to have spiritual obedience and that no matter what, we do not miss this time. We show up for this time and we do not miss it. And I have not missed one single morning. Um, I believe in my experience that if something matters, we show up for it. And if it doesn't matter, we make excuses that we are tired or that we didn't have time or we were running late or whatever. If something matters, we show up for it. So it says, oh, one more thing. And today, my meditation, I listen to guided meditations. There's tons of free apps and tons of great people. One I will share with you. One meditation I really, really like is by a woman named Sarah Blondin. Um, it's S-A-R-A-H, and then the last name is B-L-O-N-D-I-N. You can find her podcast that's free, or she's on some other apps. She doesn't have a ton of meditations, but she talks the entire time, which I like because my mind is busy, and I like her voice, and um, she talks about things that I just speak to me, and it took me a long time to find someone that spoke to me. So I listen to other ones, many different ones. Um, sometimes I listen to just, like, chimes or singing bowls, Sometimes I listen to the quiet. I have a dream one day when my children are all old, God willing, and living their own lives that I'm going to live by the beach and every single morning I'm going to sit on the sand and I'm going to listen to the ocean waves and that's going to be my meditation. Um, But my responsibility to myself, my higher power, is to show up for that time no matter what. And as it is now, I do 10 minutes every single morning, timed guided meditation. And I love it. Um, And I hope to change it because I want to keep changing So let's say I just did my meditation, and now I'm opening up my 86. Um, I usually read two pages in the big book from the beginning until 164, and I do that every single day. I keep like a place mark, and then I read 86 through 88. That's my time. So it says, on awakening, let us think about the 24 hours a day. So I think about them. We consider our plans for the day, and I consider them. Before we begin, so before I begin my day, I circled, we ask God. We ask God to, and I underline, to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. So we're asking God, above the word thinking, about mind. We're asking God to direct our mind, which means I can use my mind today with my higher power's help. 
Then it says, under these conditions, under the condition that me and God are working together, we can employ our mental faculties. Above mental faculties, I wrote mind. With as with assurance. Assurance means freedom from doubt. So I don't have to be afraid because me and God are going to do today together. For after all, God gave us brains to use. Above brains, I wrote mind. Our thought life, which is my mind, will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking, which is my mind, is cleared of wrong motives. Which is why I inventory and I pray and I let go. I've had to do 10 steps in the middle of my 11th step. Not on a regular basis, but sometimes I've had to. The next paragraph I wrote above it, indecision. This is what I do when I don't know what to do. I didn't know that this was a tool. And so what I always did until six and a half years ago was I, if I didn't know what to do, I just did the next right thing or I just did something. I kept moving. And the book tells me the, actually the exact opposite. It says, in thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine, above the word determine, I wrote mind, which course to take. Here, I underline, we ask God for inspiration and intuitive thought or decision. And I circle, we ask God. So that's who I'm going to ask God. I underline, we relax and take it easy. I underline, we don't struggle. And that's a form of meditation, is not deciding something. Part of this is, like, let's say I've got a situation that came up and I need to make a decision. Most of the time, 98% of the time, I do not need to make a decision in that day or even in that hour. Most of the time, it's something I have to decide like later that week or later that night or next month, but I'm, I'm me and I'm thinking about it and I'm worried about it. What the book tells me to do is to ask God for inspiration and intuitive thought or decision. So I say, God, I need help with this. I do a 10 step about it. I'm resentful. I'm thinking about this. I'm afraid. I don't know what to do about this. And then I look at it all. I lay it out there and then I go to the last part of 10 step, which is others. And I go help somebody else. I don't struggle against it. I don't force it. I don't push it. If I don't know what to do, the book tells me to, to wait, to just sit and be still. And while I'm being still with the decision, I can be busy in other areas, but not to make a decision until I know what to do. The ultimate way for me to know what to do is if I come to conclusion of a decision I should make and I don't want to share my conclusion with my sponsor, that's almost always going to be a red flag that what I want to do is actually not God's will. So if I've come to the decision, yeah, I should date that guy who's seven months sober and we should drive my parents' car across the country to Ikipa in Seattle. And it's okay, even though no one thinks I should do this. And I've, I've prayed about it and that's what I've come to. And I don't want to share that with anyone. That's a really good indication that what I want to do and what I think God wants me to do is actually not. It's actually just me pretending I'm God. It, that was real, just so you know. Um, it says, we are often surprised how the right answers come after we've tried this for a while. And I wrote next to that, we let life happen. So the book is promising me that the answers will come. I wrote on the bottom, we have stopped fighting. So I no longer have to fight for an answer. The answer will be revealed to us. It will, it will unfold. Let it happen. What On the top of 87, what used to be the hunt or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still inexperienced and having just made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. Above that, I wrote, force our will. Like the example I just gave, I tried to force my will in that situation and ended up nearly burning myself and harming somebody else. I wrote on the side, sit back and reflect, sit back and reflect on how to live my life instead of running. Sit back and reflect on how to live my life instead of running.
It says, we might pay for this presumption in all sorts of absurd actions and ideas. I underlined, nevertheless, I underlined, we find that our that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. Above that, I wrote through 10, 11, and 12. So if I use 10, 11, and 12, my thinking will be on the plane of inspiration. If I don't, then it won't. We come to rely upon it. I underlined the word it, and I wrote next to that God consciousness. God is in my mind. God is in my heart. I can hear and feel and be guided by God in my spirit if I'm doing inventory, prayer, meditation, and helping others. The next paragraph is a prayer. We usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer. So here's the prayer. That we be, I underlined all this, that we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be, that we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. It doesn't say, God, take away my problems. It says, show me what my next step is, give me what I need to take care of the problems. It says, we ask especially for freedom from self-will, my own thinking, and are careful to make no requests for ourselves only. I wrote on the side, no cosmic, pimp, errand boy God. I can't say, God, give me a job and then not go out, fill out an application and then follow it up. I've got to do the work. I've got to ask God for the strength. I've got to ask God to give me the tools and help me, show me where to go. But I've got to do the work. I underline, we may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. So if I'm frozen in fear, I can say, God, please remove my fear and direct my attention to what you will have me be and then go be of service. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. If circumstances warrant, we ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation. I wrote on the side, personalize and flesh in what's true for you. So now they're telling me, we want to do all this work. You can go off and be with your religion. You can go study books. You can go learn about other spiritual practices. And I encourage girls to become a seeker. The first word of step 11 is sought. Sought through prayer and meditation. If I sought something, that means I'm seeking it, which means I don't have it, which means I want to find it. If I don't have something, then I need to look for it. Maybe I should try to get close to God and look for God the same way I would if I found out that I lost my cell phone. Because I search frantically for that phone. So I need to find my phone just as much that same urgency as with God. So I need to find God. I need to find my solution. So I need to seek. And I need to be a seeker. And part of being a seeker is trying different things. Going on walking meditations, going to retreats, listening to certain kind of music, doing yoga, trying different religions, reading books, challenging ourselves, writing in journals, doing silence, whatever it is for you that will push you and give you goals and bucket lists and challenges, that's step 11. It's beautiful and broad, but they're telling me right here, do what works for you. If we belong to a religious denomination, which requires a definite morning devotion, we attend to that also. If not members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers, which emphasize the principles we have been discussing. There are many helpful books also. Suggestions about these may be obtained from one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they offer. Um, above the next paragraph, I wrote, when agitated or doubtful. Sorry, I'm going to go about three minutes over tonight. I'm so sorry. When agitated or doubtful. And this is a tool I underlined. As we go through the day, we pause. I circled pause. When agitated or doubtful. It doesn't say if. They know we're going to get agitated or doubtful. I've never had a day where I wasn't agitated or doubtful. And it's I circled and ask. I underlined for the right thought, which is in my mind. When I get agitated or doubtful, when I get annoyed or afraid, pause and ask we constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show on the top of 88 
humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, thy will be done. We are then, and then this is uh, promises of step 11 or 11 step checklist. We, we are then in much less danger, and I underline, of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. So those things, if I get too much of any of those, can be dangerous because they block me off. I underline, we become much more efficient because we're not trying to run the show. We do not tire so easily if we are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. So this is a result of step 11. If I don't feel these things, then I'm probably not giving 11 step that the time it needs. It works. It really does. I wrote next, it does. I wrote, develop my own life of prayer and meditation. Develop my own life of prayer and meditation. Wake up earlier than you want to. Set aside the time. Make it sacred. Make it known that this is really important. We alcoholics are undisciplined. I underline. So we let God discipline us in the simple way we have just outlined. So they're saying follow the directions. But this is not all. I underline. There is action and more action. Above there is action. I wrote 4 through 11. And above more action I wrote 12. I underline, faith without works is dead. There it is again. The next chapter is entirely devoted to step 12. I wrote underneath that spiritual obedience. I wrote two things here. Actually, I wrote three things. I'm not going to skimp on this. The first thing I wrote is, this is my this is my one shot at sobriety. This is my one sh- I read this every day. This is my one shot at sobriety. I need to treasure it. I need to treasure it, cultivate it like a jewel, and keep it polished. This is my one shot at sobriety. I need to treasure it, cultivate it like a jewel, and keep it polished. The second thing I wrote is God's not interested in what I want. God's not interested in what I want. He's interested in what I need. He's interested in what I need. So I can say, God, please give me what I need. And the last thing I wrote is my only business is to behave. My only business is to behave. Thank you so much. I'm sorry I went four minutes over. I love you. Have a great week.